0: Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermons from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Welcome back to the podcast, The Unchangeable Truth, with Pastor Stephen, and this week we are looking at Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, and it's titled, An Ultimate Act of Worship. Um, But before we start, Pastor Stephen, let me ask you this question. You said when we started the book of Romans, you said it was divided up into three sections. Can you remind us again of what that division is? Yeah, absolutely. It it all centers around God's righteousness, and uh,
1: Romans 1 through 8 it talks about the righteousness of God being declared. That like God is a righteous God, and you know because we're sinful men and women, we, we must receive the righteousness uh, that we can get through Jesus Christ. And then you know, so Romans one through eight is all about that process: how we're justified by faith, how we are being sanctified by the Spirit of Jesus, and how. Uh, how one day in the future we're going to be glorified. So that's uh, one through eight is God's righteousness declared. But then in nine through 11, chapters nine through 11, we ask the question, well, if God's a righteous God, God keeps his word. What about the Jews today? And so chapters 9 through 11, that's God's righteousness defended. It's almost like Paul has taken on the uh, occupation of a, uh, a defending uh, attorney. And so he talked about how God's still holding out his hands all day long to the nation of Israel, how he still has a plan for them. And then in chapter 12, we come to the third section of the book of Romans called well, it's God's righteousness God's righteousness being displayed. So we have it declared, we have it defended, and we have it displayed. Well, how is it displayed? Well, it's displayed through through me and through you. Yeah, And that's, the, that's kind of the, well, 9 through uh, 11 uh, are the practical parts of the, of the book. It's, it's, it's what you do now that you once understand. Um, not 9 through 11, I mean uh, from 12 on. It's the practical part of the book. Uh, it's, it's what you do now once you understand
0: who you are in Christ Jesus. So it's God's righteousness displayed. And and you're going to talk about, you know, later, later in your sermon, you talk about the Christian life and what it means to, to live a Christian life, what it means to have total surrender, what it means to give God the glory and uh, live this holy life. We'll get there in just a second. But you, you know, last week you talked about this, you know, before we get into the chapter 12, you talked about this unfortunate break between 11 and 12. Um, that the last verse of chapter 11 and the chapter 12 kind of go together. So what do you mean by that?
1: Yeah, well, and I think it's important for us to keep in mind that when the Bible was written, it wasn't divided into chapters and verses. And, you know, this is a letter that Paul wrote to Rome. And so uh, all the chapters and verses were given later to help us uh, better be able to reference scripture and also be able to, to read it. And so I It's an unfortunate break here between chapter and 11. Um, You can see it in the first verse of chapter 12, where he says, therefore, and you've know, you always heard this if you've been in church. I know I heard it growing up. Anytime you read the word therefore, you go back. Can I say it? Say it right. What's the therefore, therefore? What's the therefore, therefore, right? That's right. So you got to go back, you read the words before it, and if you look back up to chapter 11, the very last verse, he says, "For, for... for from him, and that's Jesus, through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. And so because God is such a great and mighty and awesome God, therefore, Paul says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as living sacrifices. And that's what that's what we'll be talking about the remainder of the podcast today. Offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. That is your spiritual act of of worship. So since God is so great, God is so loving, God is so wonderful and mighty and awesome in his ways are beyond anything we can comprehend, how does that how does that play out in us? Offer your body, offer yourself as a living sacrifice. That's how you worship him.
0: So let's go ahead and get into point number one. Your your first point is make a sacrifice to God, and you, and you list four things: uh, make it a, a permanent sacrifice, a personal sacrifice, a physical sacrifice, and a practical sacrifice. And you know you, you make the statement that it it's a sacrifice of you, you know, not anything else. It's it's you. So uh, I'll let you kind of. Uh, to use my word, dive into the different things of permanent, personal, physical, practical. Uh, but I want to—I do want to talk a little bit about permanent. Whenever you you get going, so I may interrupt you, but um, I'll let, go for it.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you know I've been thinking about this. Uh, we 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 may need to name this studio the diving in studio. Uh, <laughs> we, we just go. need a we need like a pool company or supplier <laughs> to come along
0: and be the sponsor to the diving in studio. And if all the staff could get pools out of the deal, that'd be that'd be a great and our producer. So now producer, yeah, yeah yeah now We're, that's a stretch right? We're dreaming. Oh, yeah yeah well it's it's it's
1: it's not selfish truth. Oh true. Sorry. Um, there
0: you go. unchangeable truth you're right
1: the uh permanent yeah look in verse one and and that's what we do we break down just about every single word there (laughs) by the mercies of god you present your bodies uh the word present remember uh, i'm uh, used the illustration of the old testament priest and how he would present that uh lamb or that ox in uh as a sacrifice, and so it's the very same word. He presents him. So we're to present, present ourselves. And um, one of the things that we talked about, it's permanent, meaning it, it is a once and for all presentation. That it's not. Hey, I think I'll present myself on Monday, and then I'm going to go back and present myself on Tuesday, and I'm going to present myself Wednesday because you know I need to present myself again on Thursday. Right. And, and no, it is a one time thing. It is a one time surrender. It is a one time sacrifice the the very word there for present is the word uh peristasis in the original greek and it means a once and for all transaction so when he says present peristasis your body you do it one time it's once and for all here you go jesus here's my body here's me once and for all I surrender and give it to you.
0: So, can I can I ask a question in the, in the middle of this, um, talking about this this idea of total surrender versus a repeat um, rededication? So, um, you know, I, I think you made the statement: if you constantly go through re- rededication in your life over and over again, then you don't understand what, the once and for all dedication of, of verse one, so can you can you talk about? total surrender versus this repeat rededication
1: sure yeah it's it's well again yeah you don't you don't know the true nature of dedication if it's like well i gotta rededicate and i gotta read really a rededicate means there is no dedicate right uh and you know sometimes i'll have folks that'll say you know i just kind of have this i just had this feeling that i need to uh i need to rededicate my life um, why don't I rededicate my life? I think we do a disservice to them Yeah, when we say all that they need to do is rededicate. No, it is, a, it is a surrender. It is a once and for all offering up a sacrifice. Here I am. I surrender myself to you because we know what God wants from us is us. And it's not about him wanting talents or time or treasure. Uh, he wants you. And so if you give... God, you, then all the other things are going to come along with it, and it's a once and for all transaction. I heard I heard one time about this about this guy who was in a worship service, and uh, he felt God was calling him. The offering plate was being passed, and he had absolutely no money to give that night. And so, when the offering plate came to him, he picked it up, and uh, he stepped out of the pew, and he stood in the aisle. He put the offering plate down on the floor, floor, and then he stepped into the plate. <sighs> And he said here I am. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm yours. I offer myself I offer myself between, you know to you God. And so yeah, it's a permanent thing. It's a it's a permanent thing. And I would just say this, a lot of folks I mean rededication is a uh it's a little bit more classy word than saying uh I what I really want's a guilt remover.
0: Mm. Well, and and I was going to ask, like, how how do we approach, or how do you approach, you know, somebody that has grown up in the church and maybe has heard that term through camps and different events in the church, or maybe even from a pastor in the church. Even I've even heard it as a, a call of invitation: come and rededicate your life. So how how would you respond to somebody that is coming to you in a? in and, and a moment of sincerity going, hey, pastor, I, I want to rededicate my life. How how would you handle that in today's culture? Yeah, I'm going to, uh, I mean,
1: naturally, I'm going to, I'm going to very loving, very compassionately, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, you know, be thankful that they've come and yeah. clearly something spiritual is happening in their life. But yet I, I'm going to sit there and say, hey, let's, That's awesome. I understand you're coming saying, hey, I want to commit myself to the Lord. I want to be more sincere about this, about this uh, sacrifice and this commitment to him. But I want to, I want to say, hey, let's talk about what he desires of Mm -hmm. you. He desires a once and for all surrender. Uh, Now, it's not a once and for all perfection. We know that cannot exist, but it is a once and for all. And the fear, the fear that I think well, the fear I know that I grab a hold of when it comes to a lot of people is that when it comes to somebody that you see consistently rededicating rededicating rededicating, mm. is they uh, they are exhibiting probably a lifestyle, a perpetual lifestyle wow. of unrepentant sin. Yeah, that dedication, you know, is indeed a repentance from my sin, and uh, and then and then I I live a life that is a repentant life, but it it doesn't mean that I've I'm no longer dedicated to the Lord. Um the uh I, some folks would say, well, it's just semantics mm. uh that you know it's not that big of a deal, rededicate and dedicate and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, would it be a big deal if somebody came forward and said, I'd like to get resaved. Yeah. Yeah. Because the word that he's <laughs> right. using here really right. really is more it, it is a it is a fleshing out and it is a uh it is a picture of salvation. Present yeah. yourself. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm going to present myself. I'm going to be that priest. I'm going to take myself, my body. I'm going to present it to God. It is a sacrifice. I give it up. It is no longer mine. It is now His, and it's done. It's done. I've 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 dedicated myself to Him. I dedicated my commitment to Him, um, and so there's just a danger there, I think, um, and that's the reason why i don't call people to rededication. i call people to obedience yeah for sure we call people to salvation call people to repentance but just to me rededication it can it can it can convey a well a faulty understanding of what true dedication to christ looks like yeah
0: um and I and I agree I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, I, and I think the way that we do that here, and the terminology and the language that we that we do here, that you do from the pulpit, you know, con conveys that thought, um, in, in a very clear clear way. Um, so the next point is you know a permanent sacrifice. So I'm sorry, I'm sorry, a personal sacrifice. Basically, saying that you know you're presenting you, God wants you. There's going to be this cost when you sacrifice something but that kind of goes against the culture of you know our our current culture now like um we we don't really want to give up anything we would we just want to walk the aisle do the thing say i love jesus but not not go further in that
1: well yeah it's all about coming to get instead of give
0: Mm.
1: we have we've missed it trying to draw people in the consumerism society that we live in draw people to church saying hey listen let me tell you why you need to come to my church come to my church because you'll get this and come to my church and you'll get that and come to my church and we got the best and come to my church and so we're shocked when (laughs) when all people want to do is come and sit and soak and sour right right um and we shouldn't be shocked because we're the ones who've created that very environment uh, I, I'm just sitting here and I'm mm-hmm. thinking of Paul writing this and uh, you know Paul doesn't sit there and say hey listen man come you know come come give your life to Christ you're going to get all this right. you know come right. you, you don't read of James saying hey you're come right. come to church man we got this awesome band mm-hmm. and, and again nothing wrong with those things but, but let us not and I was reading an article on this just today matter of fact let us not draw people to entertainment let us draw yeah. people to worship and sacrifice yeah and um you know what is what is an act of worship it, it is you surrendering you to him matter of fact I I, uh, I I had this i didn't use this in my sermon but uh, i thought it'd be a great thing to use on the podcast it's kind of a contract uh between god and you can insert your name there so um you know god and Stephen will use my name and so here's, here's our part of the transaction, right? This one-time transaction, this one-time surrender. I hereby surrender once and for all my body. That means my mouth, my feet, my eyes, my hands, my arms, my soul, and my spirit to God. I am totally available to God. Mm. And so um, if you do your part, if you're like, all right, I surrender myself to you, then here's what God says, you know, this transaction. God says, I hereby promise to transform you into a totally different person and a much better person. Yeah, I promise to meet all your needs, to supply all the resources necessary to accomplish my will. Um, it's a transaction. You know, it's a conditional transaction. You know, if you meet your condition, then God says, I promise this will take place. This will happen. And it is personal, but let us stop trying to coerce people Mm. to come and sit in our churches saying, look at all you're going to get. Yeah, yeah, they're great benefits. Yeah. Great benefits. But what is my act of worship? My act of worship is not, oh man, God, you made me feel oh, I had I had God bumps on my arm today. Oh man, that one song. Oh, that spoke to me. Yeah. And people will say that a lot of times because they like the beat of the song.
0: Yeah.
1: Nothing wrong with the beats of song. Nothing wrong with the great words to a song. Nothing wrong with, you know, emotionally you say, Oh my goodness, wow, I was just really moved emotionally in spirit today, in service today, but yet that's not worship worship is when you come in hands held high and 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 again not hands held high but what it represents and you say
0: here i am god use me send me fill me up pour me out yeah well you even said it yesterday i think you said hey we're gonna sing this song but don't you know don't just say the words just to say the words because the music's going like really if if this is what you mean then sing it but if you don't mean these words then then don't don't sing the words
1: yeah yeah so he has called us to that permanent personal sacrifice uh we're to make a sacrifice to god so again i'm going to go back ryan real quick before you ask the next question (laughs) we're going back to the end of chapter 11 Where you know we've been talking about creation and we've been talking about he's not done with the Jews yet. He should be done with the Jews, but he's not done with the Jews yet. There's going to be a great harvesting of Jewish souls during the time of tribulation, and so Paul is just like, oh my goodness, uh, that is such a sweet thing for these ears to hear or for this spirit to sense. Oh, thank you, God. I was so concerned that you were done with the Jews. Why would he be so concerned? Because he's a Jew, right? And then have anything to do with him but it was the burden of his heart because he had friends and family that deeply he cared for and he's like, oh man I want I want them to be saved I want and so he's just broke forth in praise of him, to him, from him. all things exist and then he rolls into since that's the case, since he's great, since he's holy, since he's majestic, since he's all-knowing, he's all-powerful, since he's God, Then here's what we ought to do. Make a sacrifice to God. Sacrifice yourself. Yeah. Present yourself. Here we go. I'm coming in. Here I am, Lord. Here I am. I'm presenting myself to you. You know. I'm 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 sacrifice here. You go. Yeah. Now, do, do whatever you want to do with me. This is a one-time deal. It's not It's not like I'm going to say, okay, this week in worship, I'm going to present myself to God as a sacrifice of worship. And the next week in worship, I'm going to present myself to God <laughs> as a sacrifice of worship. Yeah. And again, that's the danger of the rededication thing, because yeah. I think that's the way a lot of people yeah. present it. I'm going to present myself to God as this act of worship today and tomorrow. And then, you know, six months from now, I'm at youth camp. Oh, my goodness. Everybody rededicates at youth camp.
0: Yeah. Yeah
1: and yeah. versus no one time right now surrender right now no take backs right right now <laughs> I offer myself to you God
0: well and you so that that takes us into your third one the physical saying it it's 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 about it's, it's connecting your body uh, that sounds kind of weird It's it's your hands it's your tongue it's your eyes you've given everything to God it's no longer you it's it's God doing the work through you it's it is this this physical sacrifice. Every part of who you are, you're sacrificing to God. So I, I want to jump to the next one on, on the practical. So we've got permanent, personal, physical, and practical. This practical sacrifice. Um, and then again, this is where you talk about it really living for Jesus. Like, will you live for Jesus? Are you totally devoted to him? Are you this living sacrifice? So I'll, I'll let you before we jump into your point. Number two, like is this, this practical thing? Like how do, how do we do that? Like what, what's that look like in 2022?
1: Yeah. Um, well, the practical is, uh, I'm going to. I'm going to be a different person. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've offered myself a sacrifice. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's 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 such a practical sacrifice. It's it's practical in the way that we live it out day by day by day, and that's what makes it unusual. It's not a dead sacrifice. It is a living sacrifice. So you sit there and you're like, God, here I am. I offer my body. I offer my all. To you, to your sacrifice, I offer it all right here. That means it's going to change the way I live, change the way I talk, change the way I think, change priorities in my life. And it kind of – the practical, Ryan, builds off of the physical because, you know, it's a physical sacrifice. Yeah. I think that there are folks that are like, you know what, boy – I've lived a hell of a life this week you know man hell 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 but you know what I went in there and I sang that song today boy I'm offering myself to Jesus yeah. today oh we got to that one part where the bass oh it was so beautiful lifted my hand I don't know why I always talk about the bass but anyway you know lifted my hands up and boy what that's, a worship that's service that's that moment
0: the music kicks in and everybody raises their hands
1: yeah I guess it Tempo is changes. and and people that are listening to us we we love raising our hands in worship it's an act of surrender yeah but again it can it be a faulty act sure you can raise your hands all day long god wants you to bend your knee and he wants you to break your heart mm. he he, mm. he he wants your body because he knows he knows the body contains the soul it contains the spirit it's it's all of you yeah it's all of you i wish i wish i wish paul would have written that present all of you yeah because in essence that's what he is saying yeah so listen you know guys it's not a situation where, all right, man, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday's God's day. It's the Lord's day. So Sunday, Sunday, I'm presenting myself as a as a sacrifice to him. But yet on Monday, uh, you know, because, you know, I worshiped on Sunday, then it's my life. Yeah. Well, no, 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 not if you've sacrificed yeah. to him. It's not your life. Yeah. It's his life. And now I'm going to live for Jesus.
0: What you make this statement that sometimes it's harder to live for jesus than to die for him so uh and, and you said it twice i think um you're counting how many times i say well, stuff man i'm trying to take notes so i can make sure we do this in an effective way uh and so I, we sound smart but you, you know sometimes it's hard to live for jesus and what do you mean by that like that's kind of a that's not language that we're going to use every day out in the world. Yeah. And, and, and
1: I'm not trying to discount anyone that has been martyred because of their faith for Jesus Christ. I can't even imagine that. But I mean, the Bible says that the death for a believer is greater than the day of their birth. Yeah. And so, Hey, listen, are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Yes, I am. All right. You're going to die because you're a follower of Jesus Christ um. versus, hey, are you a follower of Jesus Christ? Yes, I am. Okay, go to school tomorrow and live for Jesus. Mm. Go to work tomorrow. Hey, talk different than everybody else. Yeah. Live for Jesus. Be different. Live for Jesus. I'm just saying, it, you know, uh, boom, go to heaven or go live in the world, but live radically different Yeah. because you've sacrificed yourself. It's not you. It's him living in and through you. Yeah. So that's why I made the statement, you know, in some degree, it's easier to die for Jesus than it is to live for Jesus. And the reality is very few, very few. And you can make the argument if any um, people that listen to us. Uh, will be martyred because of their faith, and I, and again, there may be somebody, maybe somebody listening to us that's got a family member, or a friend, yeah. they literally were a missionary or what that was yeah. martyred for their faith. But very few, if any, listening to us will be martyred for their faith. But every single believer yeah. is going to be told live for yeah. Jesus.
0: So along the lines of m- making a sacrifice to God through you know this permanent sacrifice, this personal, physical, and practical sacrifice, you kind of make the next step and saying we have to maintain separation from the world because, uh, and here are your two points in this that the world wants to shape you, and God, but God wants to change you. So under this maintaining separation from the world, um, and that the world wants to shape you, uh, can you can you talk about that uh for a second about um what do you mean by the girl the world wants to shape you
1: yeah when i was uh um i don't when i when i was early on in youth ministry and uh the uh i don't know 20 plus years ago uh there was a commercial i want to say it was mcdonald's it might have been nike I can't remember.
0: Yeah, there's a big difference between there's the two, but
1: it'll make difference. sense because because this guy was on every commercial, and here's here's here it was a kid, and he was going around, and here's what he's saying: like Mike, I want to be like Mike. I want to be, want to be, want to be like Mike. I, I wanna think that was
0: Mike J, Michael Jordan. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it was was Nike. And okay, not all right, McDonald's. yeah,
1: and if, if I'd done my research, you know, I, I would have known, but but so. I want to be like him. I want to be like him. Uh, well, I don't want to be like Mike Jordan. Okay, there were kids. There were kids that thought, you know, hey, if I get the Jordans, yeah, I guess it was Nike. If I get the Jordans, that means I'm going to be able to play basketball better. I'm going to be able to jump higher. I'm going to be able to do all this, all this kind of stuff. And um, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to be like Michael Jordan. I don't want to be like Michael Douglas. Uh, I sure don't want to be like Michael Jackson. Um, you know? No, man. I, I want to I be like Jesus. I want to be like Jesus. So the world is sitting there, and the world is saying, hey, let us shape you. Let us make you. We can make you into someone else. We can make you into this. And, you know, the way we approach it today is, what is it, Nike? Yes. It was Nike. Like Mike. Gatorade. Really? Our producer Whoa. just said it was Gatorade. We were, I was wrong. Wow. Man. There you go. So, hey. if you drank if you drank Gatorade, you would play basketball on like Michael Jordan. Um, I've drank a lot of Gatorade <laughs> in my days, uh, but uh, I never got that result.
0: Maybe you play baseball like Michael Jordan. <laughs> Jordan was actually a decent yeah. little baseball
1: player. Uh, but anyway, and golfer, and I just, you know, anyway, whatever. <laughs> drink more Gatorade. So, I'm drink, sure. yeah, like Mike. There you go. So, So the world sitting here in the world, you know, in this me movement, um, this, and and please hear me, I didn't say me too movement, but in this me movement of, it's all about me, have it your way, Um, you know, uh, you're number one. Uh, So the world's trying to sit there and shape you into not getting you to say, there is no God. The world is trying to shape you and get you to sit there and make yourself God. It's all about you, bro. Yeah. Look out for number one. You deserve it. Have it your way. Is it Burger King that was have it your way? Was it Burger King? I think so. Yeah, so here's what it <laughs> meant. Burger King, you come up and you'd be like, you know what?
0: Our producer will check that out. You know what?
1: what? I don't want one of those pre-made up burgers. Yeah. I want it my way. That means I want uh, lettuce on it, no onion. I have some mustard, no ketchup ever. And, you know, you go through all that. And so it's it's, What happens what has happened is that's coming to the church. Yeah. Well, it's 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 me. I want it my way, and I'm looking out for number one. And our whole our whole existence and world revolves around self, 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 self. And that's what the world wants to do. The world wants you to elevate yourself above the holy living God. The world wants to shape you into walking into the beat of the world. What is the uniting beat of the world? Me first.
0: Well, then you kind of talk about holiness in this, um, the world shaping you, because as believers, as Christians, living this Christian life, this this total surrender to Christ, this total surrender of a Christian life, you talk about uh, being holy and living holy. What Can you define or talk about holiness? What does it mean to, to live a holy life?
1: Yeah, it means you don't think or act right like the world. The world is what the world is—that mindset. I don't need God.
0: Well, and you define that. You, you define world in your sermon of mankind without God.
1: Yeah, and so holy, holy means that you don't. You know, you don't think or act like the world. You're set apart. You are different. You're different. Um, it means you have been changed. Your thought life changes. Your desires change. Um, It's not behavior modification. It's not, okay, listen, you know, holy. And there's like a holiness movement out there. And there's uh, like even like holiness denominations and churches and all that kind of stuff. And and I'm not speaking on behalf of every one of them because I've never been to every one of them. All I know is what I've read. You're kind of busy on Sundays. Yeah, well, it's kind of like – You know, um, if you don't wear makeup or you don't wear pants or, you know, you don't play cards, you don't go to the movies, you don't watch television, you don't do things like that, then you are holy because you've done those things. I would say this. If those things lead you away from God, then by all means, that's something that you should not participate in. But it's 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 not the do's or the don'ts. It is a heart and lifestyle change, which will precipitate a different action, a, a, a different lifestyle. Uh, I don't I don't think any of those things are uh, are are unholy to God. Um, but whatever it is in your life that is, uh, you know, taking precedence, that is coming before him, that you've made your own God, usually it's me, it's us, it's okay. whatever we, you know, revolves around us. But holiness me just means this, I am different than those who do not, uh, well, who think that there is no God or who have no time for God. I can make it without God. I'm different than him. I'm listening to a different song, Right. And so the Bible says that the world and its desires pass away, but the man, the woman who does the will of God, will live forever.
0: Yeah. So your your last point under uh, you know maintaining the separation from the, from the world is that God wants to change you. He wants to change your thinking. He wants to change the way you speak. Um, he's changed our purpose. Um, so. I, I want to go back to something that you said earlier because you 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 say this term a lot, and I know it, it's kind of close to you. You talk about it, it's more than or it's not behavior modification. So when you know when we're talking about that God wants to change you, um, do you think that uh, along I, I guess along the lines of rededication? Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna rededicate this week. I'm gonna rededicate next week. Um, do you think that behavior modification, people saying, Hey, if I just change the, my behavior, then I'll be good. And then I'll, I'll be better. Um, so can, can you talk about, you know, how God wants us our, totally rather than just this behavior modification? Cause yeah. I, cause I know behavior, modi- you've mentioned it several times and you don't want people to live in that thought process of, well, I'm just going to change my behavior.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, anybody can change behavior for a season. Mm. Anybody can change behavior and, uh, you know, um, pretend to be something that they are not for a season, for a moment, for a period of time. And so the reason why I say, hey, we're, God's not interested in behavior modification. He's interested in life life change yeah. and he is interested in desire of heart change yeah. because when your heart changes it means that yeah your behavior is going to be modified not perfection but my desire has changed so even when i f- even when i don't honor god in a way i'm i'm utterly broken over that cuz it does not identify with my desire yeah. it does not identify with my life there has been a change that has taken place i'm a new individual i was talking to a young couple just today in my office and um you know this guy was sitting there and here's what he said he said uh man i'm telling you the last two to three months man this whole thing with jesus has played out in my life yeah I'm like, what do you mean by that I don't talk the way I used to talk. I mean, <laughs> Imagine I, that, huh? Yeah, how'd you used to talk? Well, you know, I played, you know, I played sports and stuff, and you know, I just one of those guys, man. I was around foul language, and it just come out. It just come out. Something go wrong at work, or what? It come out, and he goes, man, I've noticed even the way I'm talking is different. I don't wanna I don't wanna use that anymore. I don't I don't wanna dishonor God with these lips. And you know, he just kinda of painted a picture of, you know, a man who came to know Jesus about two to three months ago. Yeah. And um and so basically that's what he is talking about here I, the sacrifice is a sacrifice myself I offer myself as a uh as a as an act of worship as a uh as a sacrifice again to you God and it's once and for all it means this I've given it to I've given this to you it's yours it's yours and so the way we should approach it is hey God the life that belongs to you that is called me yeah what do you want? Yeah. What do you want to do through me? Because I'm ready. Here I am. Do whatever you want to do. And so God wants to change you. He wants you to be different, right? Um, and so we'll start looking at things differently and the things we used to like, we don't even like anymore. And it's a uh, it's a repentance, right? A change of mind that leads to a change of conduct.
0: Well, and we'll close out with with the fact that, you know, God's changing us for his glory. So, um, and you and you talk about a lot about giving God the glory. So how how do uh, simple question, kind of a basic question, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Like how in in all of this and everything that we talked about today in your sermon in in Romans chapter twelve, verses one and two, like how 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 are we giving God the glory? How can we give God the glory with our with our life? Well we go back to the words that that Paul uses here in this passage of
1: scripture. Here you go, God. It's you. It's yours. Yeah, it's yours. I surrender it over to you. I give it up. It's 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 not mine. It's not my life. It's your life. And God gets. How does God get great glory by taking people that are jacked up? Is that your term, jacked up? Sometimes that's what I thought. Yeah, I'm going to take people that are really messed up. I'm going to take people that are selfish. I'm going to take people that are broken, and I'm going to heal. God specializes in taking broken things and healing them. I'm going to heal you so that people who've known you will be like, oh my goodness, what has happened to you? And you're like, well, again, I go back to this guy. About two to three months ago, man, this whole Jesus thing got real in my life. What happened to you? Well, I I offered myself to God as a praise offering. And he just, man, he's radically yeah. changed me. Yeah. To God be the glory. Yeah. To God be the glory.
0: Well, and one of the things I like about this verse is, you know, it's transformed by the renewal of your mind. Like, you know, and I think about things being made new and made different. Um, and and I've, I can't remember where I've said this before, but, you know, I, I like the idea of things being repurposed, you know, where you take something useless and you make it purposeful. Like you give it a new purpose. And one of the things that I, that I said was like, thank God that he took – somebody useless like Ryan Tucker and gave me a purpose to make much of him and the things that I do and the way that I live and you know he's given me a purpose to have a relationship with him and and that to me that's a that's a big deal and that's a great moment in my life and a great moment just to reflect on the fact that man he he took something useless changed me changed who I am um, and I can, I can give him glory the way through the way I live, the way that I speak, the things that I do. Um, but I know that God's working. I know that God's working in my life and changing me. So I love it.
1: I Absolutely. Some... It's called the Christian life. <laughs> right, right. It's well, called a surrender. It's called a once and for
0: all dedication. That's right. And we will close it out with that. So Pastor Stephen, thank you. Thank you again for just... Diving into the text, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And we will see you next week on The Unchangeable Truth.
1: Hey guys, this is Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today, Unchangeable Truth. This is a ministry of Highland Park Baptist Church in Panama City, Florida. and We would love for you to visit us if you ever find yourself in the Panama City area. Our address is 2611 Highway 231 North. You can also learn more about our church and its ministry by going to our website, www.highlandpark.org. There you'll learn the gospel of Jesus Christ. There will also be a sermon archive there so you can go and listen to various sermons over the last several years. As always, we would love to talk to you about your relationship with Jesus Christ. So feel free, shoot us an email, info at highlandpark.org. If you'd like to learn more about Jesus and what it means to follow him, our prayers are that you would come near to Christ, that this podcast would be used to point you to Jesus and to help your faith grow and your walk in grace. God bless you guys.
0: Thank you for listening.